0: Hey everyone, Darren here with Master of Summer, a podcast helping you navigate endurance fitness to live with purpose, intentionality, and essentialism. This season is an interesting one. We'll call it the off-season, or known between Phil and I as Salt Bay. If you know the meme, it pretty much means that we're doing whatever we want in like an ad hoc style. Now, this episode is all about stoicism or fear setting. It's a rehash, rerun of an episode we've already aired. But it's a pretty awesome concept because it's a different side of a coin that we all know very well. That coin being life and training. And the other side of stoicism and fear setting is goal objective setting. A lot of people only set goals for the upcoming year and only a few of those goals end up being accomplished. One of the reasons we feel is because a lot of people don't fear set or apply stoicism in a strategic way to identify the stuff that they've been doing that isn't working. Or even the stuff that they might come up against that's hard to get through. But it's inevitable and you have to go through it to get to where you want to go. In a hacked up metaphorical term to make it easy, to reach the pot of gold, you have to fight Gollum. Yeah, I know I destroyed that one and I totally did it wrong, but you get it. So listen on to this episode as it's one of those few episodes that we think is evergreen and applicable to most people in most situations over different time frames. And yeah, thank you so much for listening
1: and all the support. Peace. Masters of- so... digging deep and and finding some um emotional inspiration close to the finish line you know to to fuel you through and and get and push you through is is you know, that skillful use of, of emotion and and kind of letting that letting that come in and if it helps you, I think that's the key heuristic, right? It's like does it is this helping? <laughs> like yeah. how's that going for you? Yeah. Is is the perfect question. like does that work? Okay. Yeah, how how effective is it? Yeah you know, like, like fuck what you're doing. Yeah. Is it working? Yeah. yeah. Is it working? Does it make you happy? Then crack on
0: Hey everyone Darren Lake here with Master of Some, a podcast about health and fitness served up as a metaphor for life. I've got my co-host, or your co-host, whoever possessively wants him, Phil Cross, here with me. And we're talking this episode about stoicism and fear setting. This is a, a cool juxtaposition or, you know, supplement or amendment, whatever it is, to the first episode, EP1, of this season, which was goal setting, good goals and objective setting. So it's pretty cool. We get into a lot of nitty gritty. We tell some cool stories bit of the history some of the science stuff because that's what we like to do is have some data to back it up evidence-based there's obviously going to be some some cussing some swearing Um, please be mindful (laughs) be mindful that's foreshadowing of who you listen to this with make sure you subscribe rate and comment on itunes or wherever we're on spotify now so give us a follow share the link with a friend you can do it in so many different ways hit us up on our website Talk some shit at masterofsomepod.com. You can email us. Hit us on the socials. It's 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 amazing. It's 2018. What a time to be alive. So many ways to contact us and tell us if you love or hate us. Without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Masters of- so...
0: All right, so I'm gonna start this off with a story. Just jump right into it. I'm I'm big on stories and I think they're fun. They're they're fun formative. I know you hate that word.
1: I... Around it,
0: it's okay. Like, it's entertainment, yeah. fun, formative. I'm I'm gonna run with. It. I'm gonna lean into it and own it. So I like fun, formative. I like my information in a fun, formative way. I'm gonna we'll start off with a story. This is what is it? It's it's based. It's a true story, but the some facts and names have been changed <laughs> to, pre- <laughs> to protect the guilty. Yeah, to protect the the guilty or the innocent. <laughs> All right, so there was once two triathletes. This is a podcast on endurance stuff, so we're gonna talk about triathletes. There I'm was once two
1: triathletes. Made this very clear the two triathletes are not me and Darren. <laughs> They're definitely not uh,
0: Phil and I. They both signed up for Ironman Western Australia, Bustleton 2017, six months before. So that was probably what, June, June, May of last year? Yep. Year and a half ago from now. We shouldn't actually talk about dates, trying to keep this evergreen, whatever. They both trained and trained like an iron athlete does. All of the long rides, runs, open water swim sessions, all of the bricks, the two-a-days. And if they listen to this podcast, they know that they should be doing a bit of strength and resistance training. Throw that in there, sprinkle a bit of that in there. They ride and run in the rain, the cold, the heat, the humidity. They wake up at 4 a.m. for whatever B prep races they want, whatever local yokel fun race they want to do and they need to do. They're sore. They go through it. They hate it. They love it. They are over it as it approaches, but excited. They have their projected wish list times. I want to finish in under 17 hours, which is the cutoff time. I want to finish in seven hours, whatever. These are just BS times I'm throwing out. These aren't the people. uh, No, no. Seven hours is actually, I'm I'm exaggerating because no one's done that. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, yeah, that would be ambitious. They book their plane tickets. They spend their money on hotels. They pay what I call the Iron Man tax. They pack their bags, their wetsuits, which takes like two hours, three hours to do anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Making sure, triple checking that they have everything. They fly from Sydney to Western Australia. It's a five-hour flight.
1: And then like a three-and-a-half-hour drive yeah. to Boston oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't even realize that when, I, when I did Perth. the race. Yeah. Good call on that. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a long-ass journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's you know, 12, 10, 12 hours of just door-to-door service do their warm-ups the day or two before the Iron Man. Get ready, the jitters. The morning of Iron Man. Here we go. Sunday morning, whatever time it is, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., if you slept. But a little bit before the swim starts, and they walk down. They just walk down two kilometers, so 1.2 miles, whatever it is, you, you American imperial people listening, down that bustling jetty. And they hear some interesting but terrible news. The swim has been canceled. Someone saw a shark. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now instead of a triathlon, it's a duathlon because they canceled the swim. More waiting around for what I heard another one to two hours. It's getting hot because it's Western Australia and it's like mm. the desert out there. It's hot as fuck. So I think it was starting to get up to 27, 28. They're, they're drinking all their water. They're eating all their nutrients. They're off. They're off. It's 8 a.m. at this point, right? So a bowl, a rolling bike start happens, which is, I, I think that's like the time trial thing, right? Where they just send they off just groups of people every few seconds. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because you can't have a mass bike start. Yeah, it's never
1: it's never happened to me in a race, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. All is well until Bell
0: and Charles hit the 80k mark of the bike. Bush, or if you're American, forest fires no no bullshit This actually happened mm. uh super dangerous shit because uh, as, as you know um as, if you don't know there was this awesome iron iron athlete um she survived a forest fire a bush fire um sorry i forget her name um so do to I. to I feel I, this is no disrespect to her. No, I, um, I've, I've, I've met. She the wrote lady. a book. Yeah, I you, met the you, lady as well. It yeah. was, I think, it was in a trail run. Yeah, It was a trail run, but yeah. like this is why they don't they take this shit very seriously. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the bike gets shortened, and just imagine, like you're like in the middle of the bike, you're already hot, and just all this crazy shit happens. It starts with a T, I think, or it's an a T sound. Now into the run, and it's 35 degrees. The sun is out. There's no wind, from what I heard. You know, there's no cloud cover. Shit is pretty full on, as you Australians say. Regardless, both of them finish, but they actually both take something different away from the same experience. Toria Pitt. Toria Pitt. There we go. Yes. Uh, Much respect. Sorry, Toria. She's crushing it. Uh, Phil will put that in the show notes. Her story is really cool. Um, She just had a baby. She oh, finished in Iron she? Man. Oh, yeah. Nice. She had a baby like a year ago. Like yeah, cool. All the things that all the doctors said she couldn't do. Yeah. She's doing. Oh cool. no. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was burned. So it's just so you know, um, she was, she was, she was she, I think 60% of her body, it, 70% of her body was,
1: yeah, was like third degree? Life threatening. First degree, whatever the worst. She's, look, is. she's lucky to be alive. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Um, so yeah, back to this. So Charles was proud of what he did. This is the takeaway. Charles was proud of what he did because quote he said, all of the work, the sacrifice, and the sacrifice for Iron Man is in the training. It's in all those things that I said, the the, the waking up early, the the you know riding in the rain and, and the heat and all that, and running and, and all that shit. It's not the actual race. He was totally fine with calling himself an Iron Man and has since retired. Belle, on the other hand, felt cheated. She felt like she missed out. So she signs up for another Iron Man immediately after, and from what she told me by the third month she was like over it she was over training for iron man because this is her second iron man in like nine months
1: i've seen this so not to derail the story but this is just not a this is not a, a rare occurrence yeah. like so many people and and it's you know it was not often a, it's not often just the uh you know the the forest fires and the sharks. They just didn't have the race they wanted to for whatever, whatever reason they, you know, they conducted and concocted in their head and then they go sign up for another one two months later and it's not a fun experience. Yeah. Anyway, it's, carry it's, on. It's
0: not like, you know, the first hit, it's not like the first time. Yeah. Uh, so she signs up for another Ironman six months later, by the third month, she told me she's over it. You know, I heard her utter it mm. kind of in passing, maybe on, 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 one of the social media places where people talk, talk their shit and she finishes the second Iron Man, but it, it seemed bittersweet. And from, you know, again, from my, my first person ex- account with her experience with her, uh, she was like, eh, you know, it's like having that, that, that first tie or, you know, coming too quickly and then
1: going <laughs> for the second round. It's like,
0: it's not as good as that first one, even though you're trying, Man, to, you're trying to make I, it up.
1: Yeah, doing an Iron Man's exactly like <laughs> both of those things.
0: <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to I'm going to chalk it up to the expectation of Iron Man as a whole was was meh and you know it it was it was bittersweet just like i said i'm edit that darren um (laughs) phil tell me to edit that when you listen edit that darren so she was over it (laughs) and i'm gonna say it's because she had an expectation from the first one that wasn't met and she thought by doing the second one that it would be met and yeah just doesn't happen sure and this is where the whole stoicism and and fear setting we think can help you or them or, you know, us moving forward. I feel Belle could have benefited from fear setting early on in her training, which would have utilized uh, tactics as of stoicism to get her ready for anything to happen on race day. Fear setting is necessary at, as, <clears throat> Fear setting is necessary as it is a sort of risk mitigation. You realize your fears and anxiety are really just shadows at the end of the day. You can also realize what's important by defining what they are, coming up with a strategy to prevent what could happen so you have actionable tasks from now and another strategy is to repair you know the the percent chance it actually happens you already know what to do Mm. and boom you can actually live your life rather than fear your life or live in fear because you've looked fear in the face air quotes and cheesy saying motto
1: blah 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 nice yeah, cool so that was a great story and uh, I think storytelling like that and having a real world example is a, is a great way to kind of unpack what's, what's going on and, and the lessons we can learn and, and what we can you know what we can take away from something like that and Stoicism, which I'm going to I'm going to talk to today, is a really interesting, um, I guess, philosophical um, system for for thinking about, you know, thinking about the world and how we conduct ourselves in the world. That has a lot of applicability in in the world of um, athletics and endurance training, and and of course, like most things on Master of Some, because we're using health and fitness as a uh, a metaphor for life. This is just directly transferable to your day to day experience in the world. Um, before we get into it, I, I think the one one thing I'd I'd like to sort of touch on is the the kind of end of the end of the story which is really the beginning of the story Darren just told. And that's the expectation um, that people have of the world or the, the looking for something from an event that they don't get, you know, um, bell, was it the character? Yeah. Bell. Um, you know, I'd be curious to talk to bell about what she was looking for or what that expectation of, of that she'd get from an iron man, um, was, at the end of the day, so many so many of us are are out there trying to fill holes in our you know, in our psyches and belief systems with external things. You know, it's getting the promotion, it's getting the car, it's it's doing a certain time at a race. And I don't think many of us take a step back and think about why and how and is that going to uh, fulfill that that base need. So, um, just wanted to kind of leave that as food for thought before we get onto sort of stoicism as a way of, of, of kind of being in the world. Um, but I think I think that's worth 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 most of us pondering. Um, it, it goes back to episode one actually, and and setting good goals. Ask yourself why a few times. Why are you doing that? You know what what does what does going a certain time and an Iron Man mean to you? What does being an Iron Man mean to you? Is it going to make you happy? Why? 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 Um, So... Stoicism. Um, Stoicism is an ancient system of uh, system of philosophy. Um, you know, uh, kind of originated in about the third century BC. And famous Stoics like Epictetus, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. You know, if any of you have seen that uh, seen Gladiator with Russell Crowe, um, you know, there's Marcus Aurelius is is kind of in the tent at the start of the movie and and kind of spewing wisdom. Um, actually, a very um, very interesting chap and and very um, introspective and humble humble leader, and, and, and most of that, I think, is attributed to um, stoicism. So uh, at its heart, and boiling it down to the kind of very, very bare bones, um, stoicism is an acknowledgement that we don't control and we can't rely on external events in the world. The only thing we can control is ourselves and our response to those events, you know, what we think, what we feel, what we say and what we what we do. The world is going to throw us curveballs, stuff's going to happen and we choose how to respond to that. So, you know, the in every culture, in every every religion, in every time, there's been a there's been a question of of how we conduct ourselves and and how we how we handle life's vicissitudes. Um, do Do you like that word there, Darren? How do you spell that? And we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, I I am not gonna spell it out loud. because I'm cause I'm, <laughs> cause I'm bad at that. Great but, uh, word. We, we will put the word vicissitudes <laughs> in the show notes. But it, but essentially it's just a, a system um created to help human beings understand um and, and kind of unpack how to be in the world around them. And, and stoicism, I think, has been kind of unfairly maligned uh, or sort of misrepresented in the media as this philosophy of a, a cow standing in the rain, you know, just just passively accepting uncomplainingly everything that comes at it. Or or, it, or it's kind of this Spock-like, um, cold, uh, you know, unfeeling way of being in the world that everything is is, is Purely logical, or it's a life of withdrawal. You know, not being in the world at all, and just kind of taking a step back from it. Is it a sociopathic way? Is is that the, like, yeah, is that like yeah. the negative side of
0: it? Like some people can, like it, um, society looks at it as like you are so emotionally removed from everything that yeah. it becomes like sociopathic.
1: Yeah, you know, like, a, little, a little bit, yeah. and 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 it and you can come across as a so you know I I kind of practice stoicism and and you know you, you have been accused of being coming across a little flat in robotic situation. yeah robotic yeah. and and unresponsive you know mm-hmm. in situations where the, other people start freaking out you're yeah. just like okay right this yeah. is this is what it is and what are yeah. we going to do about it there's a there's um, a great
0: there's a great saying from my my track coach my college track coach uni track coach. And I'll never forget, he was he was an awesome guy, and he always, he, he, you know, pep rah-rah-rah talks before a championship, I don't remember. But he said, uh, you always judge people's character based on when shit goes wrong. That's right. Not when shit's going right. That's and right. And I'll never forget that. I mean, you know, I'm a super impressionable 21-year-old trying to find myself, and hearing that, I've always gone with that. And I'm always like, you know, whenever I work situations, whatever it is. And it's like, oh, that person's really cool until shit gets wrong, and then they yeah. turn into absolute idiots. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like, this person sucks now. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, that's their actual character.
1: That's right. When that's shit right. goes wrong, it's when the pressure's on. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, I, I like that a lot. And on a similar vein to that as well, there's a saying that I, I always like, and it's the smooth seas don't make a skilled sailor so, yeah i've heard that you, you know, cool you're, you're looking at you, you know it's reframing the opportunity in a in a difficult situation of like okay this is a chance for me to like learn how to navigate this yeah. like um so I, I think there's some obvious parallels with athletics here and, and what we do you know when we talk about training and racing for for endurance events that you know, there's a lot that can go wrong, especially in a triathlon. You know, as your sort of story pointed out, you've got three different sports and you've got lots of equipment that could go wrong and you've got lots of external conditions that go wrong and your body could fail. And if you do triathlon for on a long enough timeline, all of that stuff will definitely happen to you. <laughs> like yeah. you will experience um, terrible weather conditions, you will experience mechanical failures and you're going to have to have a way of dealing with that productively in the race or, or you could not and let it take you over and take you to some, some bad places. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, and going back to my earlier points about what stoicism's is not, it, it is a way of being in the world, being fully in the world and, and being able to, to navigate, um, with skill, more difficult situations. And, it's even about embracing those situations and seeing where you can where you can place yourself uh, and I think the rise of the suffer fests I really like that term um, in modern society just goes to show that satisfaction doesn't come from the easy life you know people are seeking out opportunities to, to fail and grow and learn and put themselves through adversity and difficulty in, in you know controlled environments because we get so little of it in, in everyday life so stoicism, Uh, At its heart, we don't control the world around us, but we do control how we react to it. All right. Just like the first episode, which was
0: titled Good Goals, EP1 or EP01, whatever we... No, 00. I don't know what we decided to do. I think the intro was 00. Was that
1: episode zero? Did
0: we do that? I think I I I realized the intro could be zero. And then we... Yeah. We we were learning. Hey, this is a learning experience, everyone listening. Thanks for... Thanks for learning yeah. with us. There's not that big a back back catalog. You'll you'll be able to find it. You'll be all right. <laughs> so um we actually had a bit of a, a lighthearted debate on whether to call it uh goal setting or objective setting. And mm. I know, you know, I've I've defined and I think some people and you know, maybe some legit, highly credited. Uh, grammatical places we will call what most people call goal setting is actually objective setting, because I look at the umbrella as the big umbrellas objectives. And then you break that into milestones and then, then it's goals. So that's like the kind of the little part. So it's the one thing you want to do is objective where you have two objectives and you break your objective into a milestone or a few milestones. Then you break the milestones into goals. Yeah. And I was big on, you know, like everyone just says, oh, that's my goal. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What's your main objective? What's your mission statement? Sum it up into a quantifiable one sentence, two sentence, type statement so i'm gonna do the same thing that i did with that and nice. you know get super analytical and in my head um and i'm gonna define joy versus happiness because mm. a lot of people are striving for happiness and actually it's joy and this is i'll, I'll let you know hang in there this is how it actually ties in like, you're just talking about fear why are you talking about happiness and joy darren so this is how it actually relates I believe, and i've I've read this. I don't know if Webster's dictionary can confirm this or not, but the joy in doing things is in the suffering mm. and the happiness. So when you think about when you you know do something again, we're in triathlon world right now, at least I had space right now is in triathlon world, so doing a triathlon sucks training for it you know objectively an outsider. Like, what the fuck would you want to do that? It yeah. actually sucks when you're doing it. There's some points you're like, this sucks, but then when you you're going through it and you think back on it, it's not finishing it because that's that's short lived. Mm. That's a blip, and I think you, you talk about you'll be talking about that um, how the emotion is a split second.
1: Yeah, I was gonna get onto that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it's it's a it's a blip, and it's actually it's the joy in doing the thing. So it's it's the you know for for lack of a better metaphor and cheesy cheesy analogy cliche. It's the journey, not the destination. Sure. And that's the joy. So I personally, and I, I think more people should strive for joy, which doesn't mean happiness. It can be blips of happiness, but it's mostly in the suffering yeah, and in the boring, which is suffering and boring and in the day-to-day monotony. So that's just my take from that. The Wednesdays. Um,
1: <laughs> if you don't get that joke.
0: that is that a Tim Urban? Wait, but why? I think it is. He said that.
1: I was I was, yeah. I was quoting Darren Lake though, so oh yeah, I've go. said it's the Wednesdays. Yeah, it's the Wednesdays. It's the Tuesdays. I think we're. The, I think we said that in the first. Yeah, I think episode. episode. Look at that. Episode one was where we peaked. I think <laughs> that, that was really good. <laughs> go back and listen to that and forget everything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, we're just we're just re-quoting everything yeah, from episode one. Yeah, going, to we say that? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah, just go back every. Yeah, I think every episode we're like, go back and listen to episode one. That was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, to what you said earlier that. The fact that emotion only lasts a split second is a real thing, and and people people are either unaware or sleep on this because they're, they're so caught up in their own head and their own story. When when you feel uh, when you feel emotion and you break down what the word emotion means, it's energy in motion. It is, uh, it, I didn't know that it is an it is a momentary energetic state um, caused by uh, usually by an external stimulus and that external stimulus could be a thought that sets it off or it could be something in the physical world that happens that causes you a physical sensation. How do we know to call that physical sensation anything like we only do because we've given it a we've given given it a word we've called it joy we've called it fear there's um there's a uh there's a great story and i can' i'll I'll kick myself because I'll remember who told this story afterwards I think it was somebody on Tim Ferris's podcast but um they had kids and their kids were about to get up and do a school play or a school musical or something like that on stage and they're like oh mommy i feel really nervous and she was like oh what does what does it feel like and they're like oh it's in my tummy like it feels like this and she's like oh no sweetie that that's not nervousness that's excitement and the kid was like oh so i'm excited and she's like yeah you're excited and he's like i'm excited (laughs) I think that's a perfect illustration. That's really, yeah. Uh, it's just like, they're so young and impressionable. It's, that it's they just reframe could... reframing. Yeah. So, and again, it's just, it's just calling, we're just calling a, a bodily sensation, a, a, a word. Yeah. And the only reason it, the only reason it persists and the only reason it stays with us is because we, um, we metastate it. So we start calling it, we start telling ourselves a story about the, about the initial thought. So, you know um somebody jumps out at you on the street which happens all the time and 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 <laughs> and, and scares you and you're like motherfucker like wh- why like ah and you're, you're frustrated and then you might feel shame for being scared by somebody and then you feel anger because you feel ashamed and then you feel frustrated about the anger and then, sorry so- to interrupt i actually yeah. did that to you <laughs> you remember you were running No, no, you didn't do that. I had my headphones on and I heard this like vague muffled sound. And then I I saw Darren riding past on the bike (laughs) shouting. No, I was running. I was
0: running. I was running right on your shoulder for like a good 30 seconds. Oh, You were pissed. I was like, oh, this is early on, like in our friendship. And, and I was, I was like, oh, pissed. I was like, you, uh, maybe you were just so startled. I, I think I was startled. And I was yeah. like, oh, Phil hates me. No, Phil's no, gonna no, be no, like, no, fuck no. you, Darren. I'm done with this
1: podcast, No, man. Like, I, and I not. think that was the
0: second time I did that, too. The second or third time I think you was like, I hate you,
1: man. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would have made me being that would that would have been startled certainly not pissed okay but, uh, uh digress yeah done. <laughs> i was running the other day and darren did cycle past showing master of some i know you you're the guy from <laughs> master of some which I, yeah that was great um so yeah we, we just tell ourselves stories and we keep telling that so it, it's why somebody cuts you off in traffic and you are still fuming about it at your desk five hours later and um, kind of going back and, and the only way to sort of get a grip on that is to be clearer about your own mind and your own thoughts and your own feelings you know for, for me personally and we're kind of not getting into the practice of this yet or maybe I am a little bit getting ahead of myself but meditation has been a game changer for me because it, it's made me aware of my own um, you know my own mind to, to a greater extent and I remember you know years and years ago this was the real litmus test for me. I, I, that would happen to me. I'd be cycling around and somebody had cut me off or somebody would do something stupid on the road. And I'd still be fantasizing about how I should have told that person off like the next day. Yeah. Whereas now I might still have that initial reaction. I might still turn around and tell them to go fuck themselves. But I'll be right back to baseline like 10 seconds later yeah. like okay cool like i see what i'm doing there and back to baseline so that that, that kind of awareness over your own mind and and it, it, it is absolutely huge um they did a there's a, a study they do around stoicism in in england um the exeter initiative um and they, they basically uh surveyed a bunch of people and and look this is a little bit epi, epi- epi- epidemiological um yeah i know right um, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced <laughs> that, too. but, uh, but I have, so, You know, according to Grammarly, side note, according to Grammarly,
0: because I have that app
1: and I pay it, my... I, it,
0: Grammarly's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I know. Damn, people have terrible grammar, by the way. Uh, uh, the, I don't yes. use enough
1: commas. Yeah.
0: And I misspell the shit out of everything. And this dashes. Yeah. Everything has a dash.
1: <laughs> but Grammarly Grammarly rewards you by telling you that you write more and are generally better than most people on the internet. This is, Do you this is where that, I'm going often? with that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, like, I am... Between ninety seven and ninety nine percent use uh, more more productive, yeah, and use more vocabulary. I get that ac- accusation. So as well. for you to because Grammarly has said it again, data and numbers, yeah, we're big on that, yeah. Grammarly has said it, and they have data mined the fuck out of this world, yeah. <laughs> that I am I am in the one percentile, yeah. For you to use words that I don't know, that's impressive, bro.
1: Okay, I'll take because
0: I've been I've I've been proven, yeah, via the. The grammar Nazi. We're um, yeah,
1: we're going <laughs> to confuse the shit out of our audience as well because Australians have horrible vocabulary. So is it it's very
0: limited or horrible?
1: As in, what do you it's, mean? It's limited. Yeah. Okay. They also say um, fillet,
0: for like beef.
1: And they also say hostel instead of <laughs> hostel. They say a lot. Of, they say a lot of stuff wrong. And the, the the biggest argument I've had with Australians, and this is multiple Australians, including my my partner who I love dearly, but. Fuck they can't pronounce the word Sega. It's Why do you need to pronounce that word? I mean I love Sega. Genesis, I, I know I don't why, know why, why we I don't know why we got into <laughs> this argument, but it annoys the shit out of me, right. The the question is, will so, we cut this out? No. No, no. <laughs> this is going this is going out in the world. So I've heard it over here argued furiously that it's pronounced Sega. Oh, hell's no. No, because you can pull up the loading screen of the console. What does it say? Where it tells you what it is and it says Sega. You know that's going to be in the back like you know I'm putting that in the back. It, please do, <laughs> please do. Anyway, we digress. Um the Exeter initiative 9% increase in positive emotions reported, 11% decrease in negative emotions, uh 14% improvement in life satisfaction. And this is this is self-reported, you know, and and it's not it's not um, you know, sort of strict hard and fast, but people who are practicing this stuff what gets measured gets gets changed and what what gets brought into awareness generally has a you know even if it's placebo has a positive effect on on kind of mental well-being so so bringing some of these um you know some of these uh, some of this, this stoic thought or stoic awareness into your life i think can have a massive impact and you know there are plenty of situations as an athlete where um Having a uh, a different frame or being able to take step a, a step back and look at things is just super applicable. Again, we listed some of them earlier, but thinking about you know you're injured or your race is cancelled or you're 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 just fighting the physical fatigue in a race. You know you're you're just you're just tired because you're racing hard. You know, it doesn't even necessarily need to be anything that's gone wrong. It's just the the realities of pushing yourself out there for however many however many hours or minutes. Um, you know, work circumstances changing close to a race. I've had that. You know, the life's gotten crazy, and and, and I didn't prioritise training. I prioritised something else, um, even though that was my original plan. Equipment malfunction. These things these are um, things that are not solved by an emotional reaction they're not solved by frustration and panic. Frustration and panic do not add anything <laughs> to, uh, to dealing with these situations in a productive way. So why would you not give yourself a bit of a leg up and, and find a, a way of being in the world and a way of thinking that, that allows you to move past them um, You know, uh, w- with more skill? You were saying something about um, when we were kind of doing
0: a run-through of this episode. Again, guys, look, look we actually practiced this shit spoiler alert like we you know we don't just sit down and talk yeah um we think about what we're going to say we we put it all together we edit yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) there's a lot of organization to this um we do practice what we preach there's planning you were talking about the remote control you holding the remote control um i've have that in my notes and i'm i would like for you to touch on that and by the way this was actually supposed to be an outtake (laughs) (laughs) and it somehow slid into being like a real take. This is interesting. What's this
1: happening does, There was some, there was some there was you raised some really you were talking some interesting interesting stuff. The not self shit? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But what's
1: that remote control analogy? Um I'm not sure remote control, uh, I keys? Like no one can give you the keys and like, you holding no, the remote
0: control? I have I wrote that. You said that.
1: Okay. I guess that that comes to the that comes to the emotional. The yeah, it was emotion. it was with the emotions, yeah. yeah. Racing angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it it's about being able to, choosing choosing when to turn it on and turn it off and when it's it. when it's helpful and when it's not, I guess. Other than just it being on autopilot. Which again goes back to episode one um where we talk about being um reaction reactionary versus you know proactive Mm. it's like it's kind of okay being aware and planning to use you know use your emotion in a race as opposed to just being swept up by it yeah um and going back to your story at the start the the choice to do another race so after so quickly after it because um you know the the person in the story didn't feel like they'd gotten what they needed from the first one how much was that guided by some nameless emotion that they didn't really have a handle on you know how much had they sat down and really thought about will the extra months of training for this and even completing it give me anything yeah will, will it make me happy the the post Iron Man blues is a real thing you yeah. know people people and you know this happens with um this happens with childbirth too, and I'm not comparing I, the two. I'm not comparing the two before the inter- before the before the, before the internet kills me. Uh, don't mansplain. I don't I'm, even know what I'm, that means. No, but I, I'm I, not. I'm not. Ex- I feel I'm,
0: like that's applicable to this situation right I'm, now. I'm not explaining anything. Yeah.
1: I'm, just, I'm just the. I, I know um, it's it's like graduating from uni, and yeah, 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 yeah you don't know what to do next because yeah, and you know. it, and it's the uh, it's the the, the the same thing. People are like, I, if I just get that job when I just finish that mm-hmm. race, and it's like, and then magic. The hole in them is still there, yeah. Because oh, guess what? Your human, your base level of human needs and happiness is happiness wasn't uh, wasn't fulfilled by a uh, by a new Tesla. Yeah, actually, um, Although just to I jump on that would be. Yeah, I want a Tesla too. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but, there's the the um uh the ex CFO of Telstra is now the chairman of the board in place of Elon. So it's an Aussie in charge of. That's uh, interesting. We're from.
0: Telstra to Tesla. I know, right? Uh, um So I was actually going to talk about Zat Renner, Z a t r a n a. Okay. Yeah, he's just somehow has gamed the shit out of the Medium algorithm. Like he's like a star of Medium. Uh, Medium dot com. The the blog, the blog uh, format. I don't even, uh, the the blog platform. There we go. Yeah. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Um, somehow found him through the beautiful algorithms of what I read and all my you know esoteric super enlightenment. Um, deep internal thinking and he talked about how you reaching your your goal and your destination is actually bad for you and he actually talked about um he talked about financial independence and um how he's like that's you know a goal of a lot of people that you know that are in the entrepreneurial world and i was like yeah that's my you know i in my head i'm like that's the one thing is money because that's the thing that's the resource that i need if i get if i reach financial independence I'm good. I'm set. Yeah. But it's actually, uh, he talks, he, he writes very well about how once you reach the goal, you actually are in the worst place. You're in this free fall. Yeah. And you going for the goal, even though it seems like because you haven't hit your objective, your goal. Yeah. Like you feel like, oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. That yeah, actually, yeah. because all your energy is directed into it, you're the most focused you're going to be. And then when you hit it, you don't have the thing after it. Yeah. Yeah actually in the worst position and you're 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 not you you're not you there's no stability in you so it's really bad to then hit your goals without he, he could actually had a, a you know an amendment to that or an addition to that title which would have made it a long title like i like all my titles to be but it could have been you know unless you have something else to follow it up
1: yeah yeah and it's the the hedonistic treadmill almost of, of, of that sort of stuff yes. as well you you um there's always the next level it's like you know fi- financially independent is a pretty vague verb and even if you put a number down on a spreadsheet you get there and you're like mm, i could be more independent
0: yeah well i mean the whole th- yeah <laughs> i mean the whole thing is like you know this is your standard of living do not change that
1: yeah like there's like, no need to want more shit you just need a certain amount of shit to to well, live that's the benefit that's the major benefit i think of of moving towards sort of financially independent um you know the fire the, the fire uh, thing is it's not it's not well partially it it is being financially independent at some point but it's all the life choices and making you more mindful about spending mindful about like where you place your attention where you place your money Mm. Uh, I think that's the real benefit. It's the it's the, in the living of life. It's like, okay, am I gonna am I gonna drop some drop some money on a on a bling new watch? And I'm like, why am I doing that? Mm. Like, who am I trying to impress? What's that gonna give me? And it like it forces you into those things. Anyway, sorry. That's side, no, side, that's side, actually side that it
0: that it's it, it's 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 parallel. I wouldn't even say a side rant. That's yeah. actually that's it's parallel, um which is side, but yeah. It's it's moving information with us gonna drop in red team we don't know if we will continue with red team after this. i like we'll do. I like you like Red Team? I'm All right, i team like red it. team. It's, I'm on team it's red renamed team. <laughs> himalayan pink pink rock salt um i'm <laughs> gonna sprinkle we some might, we
1: might have to talk about that too. yeah
0: <laughs> i would like to get himalayan pink rock salt company to sponsor us for this this section uh if anyone knows a pink rock salt. I would take that, but you can pay us <laughs> in salt too.
1: Like, I would. Oh, I, I, would get, take, I, I would take. I would take a couple bags I, of that I shit. Get, I get through. I get through quite a lot. So hit me up.
0: All right. So this is throwing some shades, some red teams, some salt at us. What can we say? What can we say? I'm reading verbatim. All right. What do we say to someone who thinks they compete better when they are fired up and angry? What's your answer to that?
1: yeah good (laughs) carry on um if they if they think they do um and and they they use that i've known people who like like we were talking about before who use their use emotions as as fuel that tends to work better when everything's going well and you're going in a straight line you know you you Mm. point a charging ball in a straight line and that's where it's got to go then Mm. okay cool um if you are in a racing situation where you have to deviate from that plan or make any decisions, then I'd say it it might be slightly suboptimal. Like if you need to decide to tactically change up the way you're racing, if you need to deal with a problem, you're probably not going to be in a skillful estate if you're all up with emotion as you would, if you were a bit more level. Um, But at the end of the day, like I don't have all the answers. If it's not broke, don't, you know, don't try and fix it. If, if working, if, racing angry for you and you're winning your age group and and killing it then more power to you if you're coming last then you and that's not your goal then you might want to you might want to rethink
0: as usual what is the benefit for you the user the user the listener user (laughs) you're a user user of master of some (laughs) uh for the listener and you know like all you out there i'm gonna put myself in your shoes like what's the actionable task what's the take home what do you do with this so for me, I'm going to give you a little bit of anecdotal goodness. Doing the actual fear setting as a practice has proven pretty well for me. I do it every month or two. Um, I try to schedule it in every, every month and it ends up being every two months. But Darren,
1: what is fear setting?
0: We talked about that all episode. Did we? No, we never. You never define oh, setting. Okay. Well, Tim Ferriss did an awesome 15 minute TED Talk on this, or 13 minutes, whatever it is, and he actually talks about uh, his whole strategy of fear setting, and it's literally the reverse of goal setting, um, and how to actually do it. And it, without you know over-explaining, if you want to jump into it, here's a quick, just overview summary. You write down the thing, so you define. Where's it at? Um, it's somewhere. I didn't even write it down. But you define it, then you. Then you uh, prevent it, and then you repair it. So mm. you define, you know, he he says 10. 10 is quite a lot for me. I've modified it a tiny bit. So I try to do, like, you know, I try to do up to 10. Mm. Uh, I define the thing I'm actually scared of, and then I, if it, you know, I define 10 things to prevent the thing I'm scared of. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the next vertical line section would be, if it happens, how do I repair it? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's similar to meditation. It makes me feel 10, 20 percent better. Sometimes I feel, you know, fifty percent better. I, I realize like, eh, it's not really that serious. I end up thinking, you start thinking obtusely, I guess, yeah. uh, about the, for lack of a better word, about the 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 issues you might have, the problems that might not ever be problems that are consuming your brain bandwidth. Um, they're causing, you know, decision fatigue of sorts because you're worrying about things that might may, that probably won't happen. They have a point zero one percent chance of happening. Yeah. So that that's a that's a good practical tactical tool that i use to help me in whatever situation um there's, there's a lot of other stuff out there we'll, we'll put that link in the show notes um the, he has a pdf it's it's super simple like yeah um but I, his story is really cool he talks about a lot of things we talked about with stoicism
1: yeah it's a great um it's a great TED talk um there's a for this section there's a, a quote from thoreau um that I really like, which I think applies here. And it's to be a philosopher is not merely to have subtle thoughts, nor even to found a school. It's to solve some of the problems of life, not only theoretically, but practically. So stoicism is intended as a practical philosophy. And that's exactly what you just described with fear saying it, it's a mechanism for practically thinking through something and, and enhancing your life and dealing with problems. Um, and You know, some of the some of the other stuff I'm going to suggest is no, no surprise. We touched on meditation earlier. Like I I think uh, some guided Vipassana um, meditation is a a great place to start. So using um, Headspace, I've been getting into Sam Harris's uh, Waking Up um, uh, course app as well. I think that's just excellent. So
0: let me just add in. Uh, mindfulness, if, if meditation scares you If it's sitting with your thoughts quietly Cross-legged, you know, in a silent room If that scares you, which it scared me And a lot of people that, my mind's so busy Blah, blah, and you don't want to lose yourself With meditation is another one Like, I don't want to lose my edge And, you know, my, yep. my energy Which, as you, if you know me personally You hear me, I have a lot of energy I meditate two, sometimes three times a day mm. For many minutes uh, consistently I don't lose my edge at all um what it what oh, sorry let me, let me get back to it. a good way to start is just to be mindful of things yeah so when you start meditating you'll actually realize that your brain is everywhere and you're like damn it i can't concentrate that's actually a great start yeah and a lot of people go no i'm not meditating it's like no no no. you're aware that you can't concentrate before you weren't even aware that you couldn't concentrate
1: you just wouldn't be concentrating think of it like this meditation is so. This is all a practice, right? It, it's not a static thing. It's not like you do it once and then you're a stoic. It's, it's meditation it, practice. It, it's training. Yeah. So it's meditation practice. Meditation, meditation to mindfulness of day to day experience is like think of meditation like your like your training session, like your gym session. You're noticing the mind. You're you're giving yourself like like you do when you do weights or do a run or whatever. You're giving yourself space to train. So you're you're noticing when your mind. Uh, shifts away for or your mind gets distracted or you have thoughts or feelings or sensations and then you're you're bringing that to awareness and and it's that rep- it's that repetition it's it's doing reps it's it's yeah. reps of mindfulness yeah. and then all of a sudden, because you've been doing those reps in your meditation session, uh, when you have to come and like, just like if you do loads of gym work, when you have to come and like lift the couch in day to day life, it's so much easier. Same thing with mindfulness; like you, all of a sudden you catch yourself being like, ah, oh, and and kind of really being mindful of thoughts. So just think of it like that. It's if it if it scares you, just think of it as just another training session and there's no failure it's just practice yeah exactly you fail if you don't actually you know sit there for whatever time you you allowed you know whether you're starting off with a minute 10 minutes 15 minutes just let yourself sit there and do the thing i've had meditation sessions where i've sat there for 19 of 20 minutes and just been wrapped in <laughs> thought and then <laughs> but just that one time i remembered like okay yep and and just acknowledge the thought like that's a successful session yeah. still yeah yes Sh-
0: showing up is uh, literally 99% of the battle yeah so uh, I did cut you off on, on the meditation part. Did you have any more benefits
1: to add or oh, sorry, uh, uh, actionable tasks? No, no. I, th- I think, um, I, I, journaling is a, journaling is a huge one. Yes. There's a, there's a, there's a great resource. Um, there's a great resource actually by Ryan holiday. So he's written a, he's written a, a, a um, a couple of really good, really accessible books on the topic. So, um, the obstacle is the way, um, is uh, I think a fantastic place to start, um, and Ego is the Enemy is, uh, is a kind of follow-up to that book. So both of those are excellent. The, 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 the easiest, most accessible, most practice-orientated thing he's done, though, he's, he's, got, a, he's got another book called The Daily Stoic. Um, and it's, oh, how fitting. I know, right? <laughs> um, but it, it's literally a, uh, a very short paragraph from one of the you know, famous Stoic philosophers, so you know, Marcus Aurelius and, and Seneca and the like, And then another short paragraph uh, as an explainer or kind of giving it some modern modern context, I went and there's 365 pages and 365 things. I did that every day for a year and just wrote a little, um, you know, as part of my morning journaling, just kind of wrote a few thoughts about it. And that's a really great accessible way to sort of bring... This kind of thinking into your life so um if you do nothing else i'd recommend that and there are plenty of pretty successful people out there you know successful throwing up air quotes but people you'd know who are like massive proponents of um of stoicism so tim ferris is a we've already spoken about is an uh, obvious one theodore roosevelt was arnold schwarzenegger is um, T Pain, apparently. Um JK Rowling, uh Nasim Taleb, uh Jack Dorsey, who co-founded Twitter, um uh David uh Han- Hanemiah- Hansen, which is why everyone calls him DHH is the creator of Ru- Ruby on Rails and another another famous stoic. So there's 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 countless people who subscribe to this um as a way of uh you know a way of helping them helping them through life. Boom. All right,
0: so we're gonna end this with a we're gonna end this on a cliffhanger yes it is it is breaking bad season three and we're gonna make you suffer for the next six months in between seasons <laughs> what the hell happened no it's it's not that serious so phil mm. it was a year ago around this time when we decided to think about doing this podcast yeah and we went for a run and it was at the end of the run and you know to to an outsider you yeah. seem to have your shit together. To me, I'm like, damn, I want to be you when I grow up. You know, like, that, that's a <laughs> think about that. So ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 a joke. Um, yeah. So I was like, what the hell? What what you? I actually framed it as, and I'm think I have the recording. Hopefully, I can play it. Yeah, I hope you do. Uh, I just need to go into my old iPhone and find it. Um, what motivates you? Because you've done all the endurance events, and I remember you said. Oh, I said, how do you celebrate? I forgot exactly how I framed it. But basically, you, you got to the, you know, through, through babbling and, you know, side rants, you said, I need to do a race that breaks me.
1: Do you remember this? Something like that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I maybe. Nothing or, has uh, broken me yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the, not that I need to do one that breaks me, but I haven't found one that has yet. There it is. And, and, and. I haven't, you know. There's plenty that I haven't done. Like, you know, there's there's boundaries that I can push. But yeah, that's that's what's interesting to me right now. Like, because I think, you know, I've done a bunch of Ironmans and adventure races and and ultra runs and stuff like that. But I'd really like to find one where it pushes the well. Some of the stuff we're talking we've been talking about today actually to the to the to the extremes of of you know. Oh, how useful is this when I'm like. 20 hours into a thing and just every fiber of my being wants to stop yeah um so what's what's the race uh, the, oh yeah so i'm doing i'm doing the the uta 100 next year cool um, so that's my um what is that exactly i don't know shit about endurance racing yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So, or, or uh, uh, sorry ultra ultra yeah, distance I uh, just realized most people listening probably wouldn't either so it used to be the old north face 100 so it's basically a 100 kilometer trail run in the blue mountains 60 um, miles um, in lots of crazy up down with lots of lots of ascent and descent i think it's i think it's four and a half or five thousand meters of climbing I think it's four and about four and a half thousand meters of climbing in the in the in the whole race so eight thousand feet yeah and I have a very explicit goal of getting under 14 hours because that's where you get the silver belt buckle for finishing like like a the w, winner gets like a gold. wwe wrestler yeah the winner gets a gold belt buckle I don't think given the caliber of the field that's on the cards <laughs> um Wait, when is it did you say it was in um May? May yeah End May, of May. May next year yeah mid cool. mid May so that's what that's my that's my current goal so under fourteen hours at um at the UTA one hundred in May is my my sort of stated goal um and yeah we'll be doing some um document documenting of how I'm getting along with that I guess as we uh, as we sort of podcast into twenty nineteen yeah
0: that's going to be really cool I'm I'm looking forward to I don't know the the plan yet but. I like the idea of following you along your journey, yeah, and you know check-ins with you monthly, every two months, whatever we decide to do, and yeah, uh, maybe hammering those up a bit with with some some audio.
1: That'd be great. Audio shazazzles that I like to do. Yeah, nice. So um, so yeah, that's that's that. It's gonna be my test of stoicism so there we have it that's a wrap stoicism and fear setting hopefully there were some actionable takeaways for you guys there to bring a little more mindfulness into your day please subscribe rate comment share this with a friend uh if you're listening to the master of some you are a smart individual you know how to do that you don't need me to tell you and until next time happy training and racing and living and living